0: Interview series on Rooster and the Devil. For more news and analysis of the United States men's national soccer
1: team, find articles, interviews, and more at onegoal.us. On this edition of the One Goal Interview Series, we sit down with one of the few Americans playing south of the border in Liga MX, Sebastian Saucedo. The electrifying winger made his mark at the academy levels of Real Salt Lake before moving to Veracruz on loan in 2016 and then joining Pumas ahead of the 2020 season. A member of one of the best 1997 age groups at RSL, Saucedo tells us all about his decision to take his career to Mexico instead of Europe after things didn't work out at RSL. He also touches upon the immense competitiveness of soccer in Mexico, the pressure to deliver goals, and the difference between the game at the academy and professional levels. Sebastian also talks about being in touch with USMNT head coach Greg Berhalter and how he was impressed with his move to Liga MX. Sebastian is looking forward to making his mark in the U.S. Colors. One of the most exciting and underrated talents in the USMNT pool, we were so grateful to speak with him. Please enjoy our conversation with Sebastian Salcedo. So how are you doing, man? How are you holding up?
2: I'm doing well, man. Thank you. Thank you for calling and thanks for the interview. Yeah, we're we're I'm doing well here in Mexico. Didn't get to go home at all. Um but, you know, at the end of the day, I'm happy, you know, we we kinda get to value what we have and what we don't have when situations like this go on, you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: exactly. But I mean you're, it, it's your profession to be on a soccer field, though, and you can't do that. So is that kind of getting eating at you?
2: Yeah, it is. Obviously, it aches when, when there's no sports in general on TV. And, right. and you know, obviously, it, it, you just get bored. You know, I I literally started to game. I started to, like, buy a monitor. I started to buy, like, a bunch of, like, dumb stuff to yeah. be able to, like, get my days going.
0: <laughs> I don't blame you for that. But, uh, okay, so... I've got about ten questions here, um, but like with follow-ups, it usually turns into a little more. But I wouldn't expect this to go much more than like twenty minutes ish. Um, oh no worries, man. So, I got nothing but time. <laughs> yep, same here. So we'll see how it goes. But um, the first thing I figured I'd ask was just I see usually your nickname is like listed as Bofo, and I didn't. I don't have any origins of what that would mean. I don't or, want
2: anyone to call me you that don't? anymore, man. Okay. No, I well, know. I mean, where did yeah. it come
0: from, and what, what was <laughs> and the reason?
2: The reasoning? thing is that it was it was a mexican soccer player that I, I used to play for Chivas back in the day and and you know when i was when i was when i was a younger player i used to play for like the little chiwas in in the mexican leagues in in, okay. in utah and then like i my dad would shave my head and and it kind of like and and this guy Bofo, was always with a shaved head as well and like ever since then like you know you know uh they just, they started to call me Bofo all of a sudden, you know? And okay.
0: It <laughs> yeah, I know, because well, that's people. now, it just puts that in between, like, your first and last name now on these sites, so I was like, okay, but no, we'll we'll yeah, stick that in there. It's not you what you were, what you prefer to be called.
2: No, not anymore. I okay. don't like it. It's, it's like, Bofo's his own, you know what I mean? A yeah. big club, and, and obviously Chivas is a big club as well, but... Uh, I don't want to be known as Bofo either, you know what I mean?
0: Yep. Yeah, I get that. Okay. And you just mentioned there, I guess you said you were playing for Chivas as you, like a youth team before.
2: It was, it was, no, it was just like, you know how when, I mean, I'll, I don't know where you guys are from, but in Utah, California, and all this, the places that I lived, I always played in the Mexican leagues, you know, Sunday leagues.
0: Okay, gotcha, yeah, and okay. Like they would yeah.
2: buy them fake like mm-hmm. Chivas uniforms, Manchester United uniform okay. all like, you know. Yeah, gotcha. I... We used the Chiwas uniform, and, you know, that's where kind of everything just okay.
0: started. Okay, so where in your career did you start playing for um, a team, or where did the RSL interest come from? Because they, they were the first ones to find you.
2: Yeah, well, I moved to Utah, and, you know, I was playing for a club team, LaRocca, down north of Utah. And, and then, you know, like, we did pretty well, honestly, man. Like, we had two, three other players that were in my team that also made the, the RSL Academy. And they, One of them was Fito Valle and the other one was
0: Diego Silva. I don't know if you know of them. Or you've heard of them. Yeah, but I'm not too familiar with the names, but...
2: They're, you know, Diego doesn't play soccer anymore. I think uh, Fito is playing for Toronto's second team. But, you know, we, we started to play club, you know, and then we would go to tournaments and and you know obviously rsl is in utah and we lived in utah so we kind of had that opportunity like to kind of like showcase ourselves in utah and then maybe get a chance to go to the rsl academy in arizona and so that's just kind of how it happened and freddie came which is now the rsl head coach he came to utah to to one of the tryouts you know and he literally just took all three of us and it was pretty cool you know like literally a days after that um, tryout, you know, we all had a report down to Casa Grande.
0: Well, yeah, that is pretty cool for that to come from your your uh, your youth team. Um,
2: It was was, it's kind of crazy, you know, and then like we I was only like 15, 14 or I think it was 14. I was the youngest one and and I was just like, shoot, like, you know, my parents were like, is this really what you want to do? Is this you want to go away from home? And, you know, at the end of the day, my dad was like, uh, my mom's more like, you need to finish school. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. we're, we're, we're going to, there were, my my mom was the one that was hesitant of letting me leave, you know. She was like, yeah, but his school is more important. And, you know, obviously my mom didn't realize that, you know, our, our academy was a development also as well. So it was, it was not just soccer, but it was school as well. And my dad was just like, "Screw it! Like, just send them. That's what you want to be a professional soccer player. Just do it. You know, this is for you." Right. He didn't care really about school, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it, everything just went by so quick. Yeah.
0: So then, I mean, once you once you made it to the academy, um, how what would you describe the academy? Their RSL's academy setup like?
2: Um? <laughs> it was it was in, it was just crazy, man. You, it was kind of like similar to seeing like. Like, now the RSL Academy that they have in in uh, in Harriman, and you kind of, like, realize and tell tell yourself, like, dang, like, you know, it was kind of something special that we were able to sacrifice a little bit um, and realize that, you know, we're in the middle of nowhere and we're without our families and, and we kind of just have to sacrifice a little bit. But now that I see this RSL of Harriman, Facility, it's like thing. These kids have everything. I hope they don't take it for granted, you know. And I, right. and you hear stories like my cousin, you know, he made it to the RSL Academy in Carmen and he gets kicked out for having bad grades. And it's like, like, dude, you have everything in front of you, and and you kind of just mess everything up, and 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 people. I mean, kids just don't really know what what they have until it's gone. You know what I mean? Or or until when they're older. Mm-hmm. So it kind of just sucks when you don't value little things when, when you're a young player or a young person.
0: Right. That's interesting. Well, so um, when you were there, like what were their, um, what were RSL's sort of like sticking points that they tried to emphasize in those trainings?
2: It was, it was crazy, man, because I don't know if you remember, but we built probably one of the best 97 age group team, mm-hmm. you know, with Brooks Lennon, Justin Glad, mm-hmm. Josh Dottie, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, a bunch of crazy players. And I can, sit here, and name you all, and we won national championship that same first year. Um, it was more of playing as a family, man, you know, building character, building a, like I said, a family. You know, that was just kind of what it gave us. You know, Martine was very, uh, such a good coach. It's probably one, now knowing that I'm working with high-end coaches, you know, I still really think that Martine and Freddie were one of the best coaches I've ever worked with, you know, because they just didn't They just didn't, like, uh, push you as a person or as a player, but, you know, they they always were there for you outside the field, and that's what kind of just made it special for everyone, because you don't have anyone at the academy, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah. So,
2: we're all alone, but, you know, it was emphasizing more as as one, and, you know, playing as a team, you know, we, we were a very, very technical team with a lot of special players, so, it was very, very tough to, to kind of like to tell you what style of play we try to play because at the end of the day, we all had different players, you know, right? Mm. I was more of a player that would come and get the ball and dribble three, four guys and, you know, score. And then, you know, it was it was it was just it was such a great time, honestly.
0: Yeah, no, that I mean, that sounds like it. But I mean, you clearly made the way through the academy and then reached the major league soccer level. So, what were your initial uh, takeaways once you started playing that that top level?
2: Honestly, it, it was my first year I signed to, and, and I debuted. It. Um, I'm not mistaken; it was March 29th against Toronto. Uh, you know, you're like, shoot, you know, this 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 pace of the game is so much. You know higher than the Academy you know they're you're getting tackled every time and you get the ball or you have to play quicker you have to be a lot of smarter and you know it was, it's always a great experience knowing that it's my hometown Park City Utah in general and I'm um, debuting in front of my friends and family and and kind of like it's been special all the way because here, when I debuted at Pumas, too, my mom and dad and my, my wife were here, and and it, it was just kind of like you know, things have like just formed its shape. And, and it's just has been to be for my family to be there when I've always debuted for a new, a new club, you know,
0: right? That's but. awesome. And then, I mean, I guess you just mentioned it. So, I mean, once you're once a contract is expiring in the soccer world, that sort of brings question marks for everyone. But for you, that ended up um, meaning the move to liga amekis and pumas so when did you hear of that opportunity and why did you decide that the change of scenery was best for you
2: honestly man i had i had a few options in europe i had a few options you know there here in mexico pumas wasn't the only club interested i had a i was it was it was it was nuts man okay, I, I was yeah. <laughs> it was definitely a good situation to be in you know and and um and it kind of just sucked too because, you know, my my family's from Utah and and you know, RSL is always a team that I've always wanted to play for and and they, it kind of like they never showed interest, you know, and mm-hmm. and I don't know what it was or I don't know if it was if they would want to say my attitude or or little things in the past that they blamed mm-hmm. me for doing when when they weren't true and. And it's crazy, man, because you know I I've always wanted the best. You know I think, um, I don't know. Like it's it's like I I've always wanted to stay at Salt Lake. I I want to re sign a new contract at Salt Lake, and and you know hopefully be one of the best players there. But you know at the end of the day, also too, when I'm when when I'm growing as a player and I'm growing as a person, I knew that me staying at RSL was not going to be was not mm-hmm. going to give me an opportunity to be. Able to pursue my dream because I do tell you one thing if I would have re signed for RSL, I don't see myself in the Olympic squad.
0: Are you saying that would be because of like you wouldn't have seen the pitch as much, or just because the the Mexican league started earlier, so you had more time to show that?
2: That too, I think that I was kind of like something. I mean, me going to Europe as well would probably change everything. Mm -hmm. Different scenarios, they probably would have seen me different, they probably would have called me. To senior national team because i think that it's easier to get called up to senior national team when you're in europe right you know and i think um um yeah uh i just never thought that knowing that i came i that they're knowing that i was in RSL for six years and they know they knew my talent and they knew what i could give to the club and they knew after all my six years of being an RSL, my weaknesses, which has been defending mm-hmm. and not knowing how to position myself at times. Because there's times, man, where soccer players don't realize stuff, you know? They, they just think, oh, defending is like this. or like... Sometimes you gotta get, by the coach, you, you, gotta, get, you gotta get in a one-v-one conversation where they come and tell you, look, this is what you've done, this is what you've done wrong, This is what we need to work on. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And so RSL never did that for me. And, you know, when, when, when I came to Pumas, why is it that I started all nine games at Pumas and that I could have had lows and highs during all those nine games, but why is it that I got continuously a starting spot? Or why is it that what what did I do? Was it them giving me an opportunity? Was that, and, and I'll tell you what, you know what it was? It was the coach biting in to all my difficulties of what I go through as a player. If it's defensive play, he broke it down. Mm-hmm. I had a meeting with my coach here in Pumas. He's all like, look, you know, we, we got you because of what you can do with the ball. Yes, we doubt your defensive work, but that's why you're here to be able to work day to day and show the team that you're able to be a defensive player as well, you know, and, and and that's us giving you the confidence to do situations like this, you know what I mean, and it's not, yeah, he told me it's not easy, it's not easy to learn new positions, to learn new tactics, it's not easy, but we have faith in you and we want you to do it because we know that you're a great player and you're going to be very, very successful.
0: Yeah, that's just surprising to hear it wasn't coming that message wasn't coming from RSL because when I've talked to a few players but they all stress that like soccer's a pretty big feedback loop week to week. You just you <laughs> you see what you did, you watch film, you get notes and stuff, but and they, yeah. they everyone I mean, says how important that is to their game, so they know what to look for.
2: And, and and yeah, they probably did tell me like, Oh, um, you know, you need to work on defending and here's video but you know some of the mistakes you've done defensive wise and we're showing the whole team defensive team uh you know stuff and you don't run or whatnot but you know at the end of the day i tell you i'll sit here and tell you one thing how do you get better um how do you get better by by doing all these little mistakes you're you're making it's by keep starting by keep playing by keep making those same mistakes but knowing that you're learning game to game because it was it was I already knew at the end of the weekend I already knew the lineup it was the same lineup at RSL I knew it when we would go to training sessions uh they would separate us and into those same lineup and we would know yeah they would switch you here and there but you already knew who was going to start and it was not it was no different here in Pumas it's like yeah I was starting every every weekend every, every every game but I sit here and tell you, I still I still felt like, dang, my spot is in danger. I still need to keep working my butt off because, you know, they would mix the teams. Mm-hmm. It would be really weird, man. Like It, it was—it just wasn't it as was, clear cut. Exactly. So it's like, would it motivate you? And in Utah, it's, it's not that it wasn't motivated, but man, I already knew everything, what would happen. Mm-hmm. Would do, yeah. well, I already knew that we would use the same lineup. But, you know, I can't I I, I would love to go back to Salt Lake and and hopefully, you know, be able to earn good money and and, and be able to start and make mistakes. And just like all the other rest of the players that start and make mistakes. And and then when they have good games, you know, they cherish those good games.
0: Yeah. I mean, so you mentioned one difference there that that you noticed um, between your club situations there. Um, But what's
2: I'm working with? I don't know if you know my coach here in Pumas is a legendary guy for Real Madrid. We was legendary with Hugo Sanchez, with Butragueño, with that team that had, like basically was legendary at Real Madrid, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah, so, so I mean that's that's big. But so that's who you're getting instruction from now, I guess, which is great. Yeah, and
2: you know, it's it's it, I feel so happy day to day because now in quarantine, I sit here, I talk to him mostly every, three times a week you know okay. he calls me explains to me what i need to be focusing on sends me video he sends me i mean you know he does this he does this for the, for everyone too as well you know what i mean i'm not just the only player but mm. you know what i mean this is something special i he built with with our team
0: That's cool i mean you just answered one of my later questions which was just <laughs> you, you how are you in contact with the guys now so I'll yeah, cross that one out but
2: We're all the same thing you know zoom you know, doing what all the other teams are doing. You know, it's it's kind of tough. You know, but but you know, it's it's cool to see. You know what what it's like outside the field when things like this are going on, and 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 how you're communicating with with the coach. And you know, mm-hmm. I I feel I felt like I I I literally can tell you something. I felt, you know, I was like, shoot, you know, I'm leaving home. I'm sacrificing one more time, and. And I'm at such a. I'm not young, and I'm a. I'm not a young player anymore, man. I'm 23 <laughs> years old, and and I'm not that young, promising kid that was 17, chipping goalies left and right. I'm right. not that player anymore, you know, and and it's like it's it's kind of reality now. So it's like it's time to work, and and kind of like you you have to realize what you have, and and I'm in a good situation. I I could tell you that, training sessions, coaching wise. I'm learning every single day, and, and I'm very, very happy in, in Mexico. Yeah,
0: well, I mean, it seems like that, and I think a lot of people were starting to see that when um, you know their your season started. You know, there was there was goals, and the the fans were saying, "Hey, look at look at this move that he made. It's looking like it paid off for for him." So it yeah. sounds like that's the case.
2: It's it's been it's been paid off, man. I I, I thought that coming here was gonna be like, uh, I don't know if I want to go to another country. You know, that the Europe, the Europe move, I, I was like, oh, you know, you know, when it comes down to when, when between right now in Europe, it, or here in Europe, it was more of money wise and, and, you know, I'm 23 years old and you kind of start thinking about your future, your family. And, yeah, absolutely. And I kind of took this more for an opportunity of playing time and I knew that if I was going to a, that European club that I'm not going to mention, uh, I was, probably not going to have a chance to play.
0: So I guess my next question then was just um, how is? what are the differences that you noticed between playing in Amekis and uh, MLS?
2: There's there's a huge, huge difference, man. I, I thought that, you know, it's very, very, very tactical here in Mexico. There's a lot of really good talent, a lot of special players with the ball. And, you know... I'm not saying that there's no tactical teams and in, in tech, technical or technical teams in the MLS because there is. You know, LA. I've been that player that I've always loved to play against LAFC. Always. And I don't know if you've realized, but I've started basically all the games that we that RSL has played against LAFC. They put like a second lineup, or I don't know why is it except like the except like. <laughs> The, if I'm not mistaken, the playoff game that they won. That's the only game that I didn't start. But, you know, they've always played during league that second team against LAFC. And we've always, always done very good against LAFC. But I love playing against them.
0: Yeah. I mean, no, that's something I noticed as uh, just watching MLS is that you showed up against them. But uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> that's funny. But uh, it's, 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 it's just very technical and tactical. I think that the MLS is growing. I do think that you know in a few years MLS I just feel like MLS is also more professional you know in general you know with all aspects of outside of the soccer you know what I mean
1: mm-hmm. yeah
2: so um but yeah it's definitely growing in the MLS soccer wise I think it's getting more fan base you know and 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 you know it's good to see the US growing in, in a soccer sport because we need it you know and I see um Geo Christian Weston Tyler, you know them representing around the world, kind of just puts a stamp on what other youth players can do, yeah, and how yeah. successful an American can be in 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 Europe.
0: Yeah, I mean, just I, as a side note, I'm in I'm in Michigan. That's where I'm from. Um, so yeah. we don't have too much soccer. You know, there's like questions of if an MLS team is going to come, and I would love for one, but I mean, yeah. like over the past few years even from when i was growing up like there are smaller teams lower level teams that have that have showed up and actually are drawing good good crowds and stuff so i mean i'm just grateful for that but i mean that is there's there's signs there even in a state like michigan where it's not too soccer heavy
2: exactly yeah no it's growing man i think you know now you see cincinnati getting a, a ton of fans even since they were in the usl and yep. and it's it's good to see you know their success and in general what the, what people can bring to the MLS fan base
0: so just based off um you know you we touched on briefly your uh your hot start in Mexico there that that was beginning um how does your team play and then how does that fit what you you bring to the table as a player
2: um
0: another way I could ask it, I guess we're like, just what are some of the principles of play that like your manager is giving you before a game that he wants you to are, as sticking points before you go out
2: before I go out uh-huh. um, you know it's 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 kind of weird man it's 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 kind of like i I don't know if you know, but <sighs> it's kind of to explain i I guess like you just can't start out flat. I feel like when he always tells us that when we're we start off a game when we start off a game it just sh- it sets the tempo for the next 20 minutes you know and mm-hmm. you don't want to be you know you don't want to be like in a in a, in a situation with other team in the 15 20 minutes you're you're down the drain and you know the team's you know all over you you know what i mean i think that he sends a message to be comfortable to play with the ball you know get into good spaces to create chances for others and you and you know, that's kinda of really cool. So important for showcase for your teammate and if you make mistakes, how do you cover your teammate? Because at the end of the day we're eleven players in the field and we all have to help each other out to to be able to be successful. But yeah, that's really what, what it is, you know, not starting out flat and really realizing that to keep the moving the ball and and, and, and just, you know, being smart with our positions and not being able to get scored on for us getting good positions to score on on them first you know what i mean
0: mm-hmm. yeah that I mean it makes sense but it's i never know you know what what each manager's words of encouragement are or what their sticking points are so i just like to hear that um, yeah
2: but he's you know he's really really smart coach and you know i think he's he's built a really really good locker room our team in the locker room is phenomenal we're everyone's awesome honestly i can't complain
0: Sweet. Okay, so um, shifting towards the national team and the youth national team where you've played, um, yeah. I I noticed um, just at the U twenty picture when you were when you were there, you really um, were able to translate your play and bring your bring your tools to there without really missing a beat. You know, you scored a decent a bit under uh, tab at the U at the U twenty level. So, what went into you I, being able to perform there,
2: dude? Honestly, man, I feel like. I don't know, man. I lost a lot of my good soccer during that time with the U-20. You know, I felt like I was at the academy and and then I signed my first professional contract. And I don't know. I wasn't I felt like I wasn't developed correctly because I got to the Olympic or sorry, I got to the qualifiers for the U-20, started the first game and then I didn't start. And I just felt like I wasn't on top of my game. You know what I mean? Okay. yeah. And I was giving – what I was giving – I don't know if you remember. It's kind of weird. And it's kind of like – it's such a weird coincidence that when I went on that loan to Veracruz, I don't know if you remember. Mm -hmm. I went to that National Training Center tournament that the U-20 held in Carson. I don't know if you – we played against, I think, Panama, Costa Rica, and Japan
0: okay yeah
2: and bro i I felt like i was on top of my game like i felt like i was doing very well i got um i got the best player of the tournament i think that that national training center and then i I, I, that my loan ends at veracruz i go back to salt lake and then i was at salt lake for that year and then i go to the world cup or to qualifying and then the world cup and it's like it went all downhill when I came back to Salt Lake, you know what I mean? And I don't know really what it was, or it was kind of weird, man, you know? And, and, you know, I went to qualifiers, like I said, and I didn't start. And then I went to the World Cup and I didn't start either, but I did happen to make the the team, you know? And I don't know, man, it was, it was really weird. And I felt like maybe I needed to go somewhere else, maybe another loan, you know, to be able to be on top of my game and be fit, you know, I think that Hmm. me coming back to RSL was not good, and now you see the same thing, I leave RSL, and I'm successful, Mm -hmm. I'm happy, not not successful so far, but I'm happy with what I've done so far, and and yeah, like I said, that has brought me a spot to the Olympic qualifying roster, Mm -hmm. and you know, even like I said, Greg Berhalter called me in January, and he just kind of... Told me, you know, he was happy for me for my move, and and that uh, he was he wanted to call me for the January camp, but he didn't see no no point of calling me when the league starts so early in Mexico, and and yeah, it was it was it was kind of just a turning point. I think that you know, I I was very happy to be able to go to the January camp with the U.S. and kind of showcase myself because I felt like. There's times where you feel like you're you're ready and you're not but you know now it's like I feel like it's a good opportunity for me to be able to like show them what I'm able, I'm capable of doing you know because you know you get other young players that get the opportunity and and they take advantage and there's other players like us that haven't gone that opportunity just yet that can do the same you know
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, but it's interesting to hear that it's just the the media makes such a big deal out of these moves and if they're gonna work or not, but I mean,
2: <laughs> I well, to be fair, I will be one hundred percent honest, and probably this is gonna be the headline of this this whole chat. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but I felt like the ninety seven age group, or probably could have sent more players to Europe. I think that Christian Pulisic set he set the stamp by by, you know, being a younger player and, and then making that overseas um, stamp. And, and, you know, he took advantage of it, which incredible player playing for Chelsea. And, and I, st- I do believe that, you know, at least two, three of us from the RSL Academy scoring 50 goals in 60 games and then being seventeen, sixteen, jumping to Europe, we could have also been successful. You know what I mean?
0: It just didn't have like pan out that it, way. They just stayed I, you, in. MLS. I never
2: knew. I not You never. I never had a contact. You know what I mean? Yeah. I never had yep. someone to help me make that jump, or right, or the passports of the right proper I lineage. If 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 it's me talking and it's not and it's it's not me being you know a cocky person or a cocky player, but it's like if it's me talking now. What other academy player at the age of 16, 15, was scoring 50 goals in 60 games?
0: Yeah, no, if if that was happening nowadays, people would be all over it on Twitter.
2: Exactly. So it's like, and I'm not just necessarily talking about myself, but, you know, Brooks Lennon was doing the same. He went to Liverpool. It wasn't a move that he was very happy with, but, you know, he he stuck through it and he came back. Now he's playing for one of the best teams in the MLS. You know, another player, Justin Glad, I'm sure – you know, there's very, very, uh, there's a lot, a lot of other players that right now uh, was talking, you know, we, I, I, maybe I, I'm not, I shouldn't have been at Pumas now. You know, I could have, maybe I'm at one of the biggest clubs in um, Europe, or maybe I'm that one young player that, you know, was so successful from 18 to 22, and now I'm a, on a huge move to an MLS team making a ton of money and that's just how it works really so when you go to Europe and you come back to the Atlantic. when you start making good money or maybe it's me as a player 16 to the age 16 to 22 killing it now I'm going to move to Mexico making a ton of money I never had that connection at such a young age you know to right. be able to jump to Europe or...
0: Right. or a lot of players need the proper like passports from their grandparents and some just don't have the that proper lineage
2: exactly so
0: yeah no that's that's definitely a big talking point
2: i think there's also you know a lot of a lot of things you know clubs can work for if you have that connection you know i think there's a lot of things you can you can get through together to be able to be eligible to play you know what i mean
0: yeah okay Interesting, you know, but yeah, but I mean, know, no, man. your point still stands honestly. about that ninety-seven RSL team. I mean, all the all the players you mentioned are at least still in the national team picture because of their quality. So,
2: exactly, and you know what I mean. Are we are we gonna be all look different if we were in Europe, and or are we getting called up to the national team? If, yeah, if we were in Europe, yeah. or, you know, it's a lot. A lot yeah.
0: of yeah. No, I mean, I get things. it. A lot of a lot of the time, I feel like Americans would have a higher like. Uh, um, um, people would think of them higher if they just had opportunities because <laughs> they, when they get a, an opportunity it's rare so if they don't do that well it's like it stands out but if they were just getting opportunities like everyone in Europe already was it probably wouldn't notice as much they'd probably be doing just fine.
2: Yeah exactly and I, I mean it's not that I'm bashing on you know on opportunities or players now and it's just like you know there's maybe 10-15 other players right now in the United States that we don't know of and or maybe even more that we don't know of and that could be playing in Europe or could be playing in Mexico or could be playing in the MLS and we just don't know of them, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So I just don't know where we go wrong.
0: Yeah. You still got to play uh, a couple games in November. Um,
2: so I was so out of shape, man.
0: Really? <laughs> in November, you got to taste the U23s under Jason Christ. Uh So, yeah, yeah, just talk about
2: that. Um, you know, I was already no. I was already. I in November. I kind of already knew what my next moves were. Uh huh. So, you know, I was kind of enjoying home. You know, I was enjoying. You know, my 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 like my family, my my wife's family. We're going out to dinners. We're you know we're just doing our thing on, on kind of. You know, we're not gonna see each other for a long time or for two months, three months. You know what I mean. So we're kind of just enjoying everything in utah so then i get called up to the u23s and i was like shoot like i'm so out of shape you know and i talked to jason and i told him and he was just like you know whatever it is you know you need to you know this can't happen ever again and and then you know i kind of understood it but you know i even if i was out of shape i thought that i gave a good game against brazil coming in i hit the post
0: Mm yeah i watched that
2: game against that grand canary team you know um you know, I scored, and I and I was cap captain, and, you know, I kind of, like, I talked to Jason about everything, and, you know, came to him, and I asked him, I was like, I would love to be the captain for the next game, and and he was just, all like, he was just, like, he was going to sleep on it, and the reason why I asked him was because I felt like going into my new club, I felt like I was, I could be a really good, you know, a role, not role model, but, like, a good player to go to if something's going on, especially now that I'm at a, a big, in a good team and learning every day and learning new experiences and and you know because the matches here in Mexico are very tough you know it's not like any regular match in the MLS where I just like in the MLS and the RSL games I just go and i be like oh it's just another game here it's like you've got 30 to 40,000 fans you know throwing beer at you or <laughs> yeah. going nuts you know what I mean and it's like it's, it's, it's tough so I kind of asked him and I was just like is there a chance and he was just like I'll sleep on it we talked about it and it was just like it happened, but, you know, I was very, very fit going into Olympic qualifying and I had a really, really good, you know, feeling about it. You know, I, I after not qualifying for so long and um, since 2009, if I'm not mistaken, but yeah. I had such a good feeling, man. I, I, I was so fit and I still am. You know what I mean? And I just wanted to get. To, I was telling my wife because my wife was going to come with my dog to Guadalajara. We got an Airbnb and everything for like the months that we're going to be there. Mm-hmm. And I was telling her like, she was like, dang, like, I'm so excited for you. Like, this is your opportunity to like, like showcase yourself because, you know, I've never worked so hard throughout January getting into my new club and then going all the way to March. You know what I mean? Or when was it? The, the, the last, yeah, week, it was the of last week in March. Yeah. Yeah and I she's just like you're going you're going to just do really good and I was eating healthy I was oh I was I was I felt <laughs> really good about it man
0: Yeah no I think a lot of fans did too I mean everyone was excited for it the the roster yeah. was experienced like super experienced and had That's quality in and...
2: man because not many people realize how t- I rather I'm that type of player player that I rather play against Brazil I rather play against uh England I rather play against Germany I rather play against those international teams than, I, than playing against, like, Costa Rica, Honduras, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Salvador.
1: Yeah,
0: and the Olympics is one of the few game. chances for it, though.
2: Exactly, and it's such a scrappy game, bro. Like, you can't do your... Yeah, you can't, like, have a good game.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, have you heard any anything on that Olympic front? I mean, I... I'm not,
2: but it's kind of nerve-wracking because, yeah. you know, you're... You're a player that's 23, and then you know another year goes by, and are you gonna be on the same roster, or are you gonna be looked the same as if you're what you were doing? Does that make sense? Yeah, It kind of just sucks, you know. Yeah, no.
0: I mean, that was all based on March of 29, 2020. Um, exactly. And now so it's, it's like, probably going to be 2021. Who knows what's, who knows what's going on there, but.
2: Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah, I mean, from just what I see on Twitter, is hopefully they keep the age same age restriction instead of keeping it. <laughs> or, uh, I think that's U23. what they said, right? Yeah, they, that's what I that's what I believe is is the is
2: gonna happen. Yeah, I mean, it's not just so much that they. Yeah, it's good that they keep that age, but what I'm what I go to is like, or you know, it's not fair to those players that are gonna get cut for the roster that were on this roster now, and mm-hmm. you know. You know what I mean? It's a lot of things that can change in one
0: year. Yep. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a whole other part of it. But, I mean, every, everyone's dealing with that, not just Olympics, but also the leagues. So Exactly. Crazy times. But, I mean, no one knows No one knows what's going to happen. Um, but I'd hopefully you hopefully get back on that roster and we can qualify and I can watch the U.S. play in the Olympics because that would be... Yeah,
2: man, that would be a dream come yeah,
0: true. Exactly. Um, so, I mean, so when you got to did you ever get to Guadalajara or did we, did you? <laughs>
2: no, 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 no. I, I played that last game against Leon. Yeah. Then from there yeah. I was supposed to go to Guadalajara. It was like an hour drive, one hour and 30, I think. And I was just going to go meet the team after the game and then go, go there. But, you know, I was very, very excited. Like I said, man, when I found out that we're not going to, I was not going to go and this is going to finish. It just kind of like, it just, it was such a like, like, uh, like a turn down, I was just like, "Dang!" Like we already had booked um, the the Airbnb. You know, my my family from the US was gonna come stay in the Airbnb with my wife, and this is gonna be really cool. You know, they're gonna stay all the way to the final, and and you know, we we have a lady here that helps us with with our diet, and you know, and, and she was gonna come with us, and and it was just gonna, it was just all perfect, and it just kind of
0: yeah. Away, bro yeah no that that has to hurt but uh <laughs> i guess it's what we had to do so i mean do you know i guess you didn't make it there i was always wondering how they got the players back because i know players flew out there but i guess they turned yeah, around and just I mean, got they, them tickets it, back
2: i think it, it's not too difficult when it, for, it was first starting but now it's yeah, like
0: if it had gone find, on yeah yeah now it's
2: like um
0: you know you're right you're i don't not going know anywhere. right
2: now it's like yeah it's
0: tough Okay, interesting. Well, yeah, I was just sort of interested if you had made it, but um I, you did have that that game.
2: I got a red card of that game.
0: <laughs> Are you still sitting on that?
2: Yeah, probably. <laughs> Bummer. <laughs> uh, and then it's crazy because they're, they're thinking of you know, they're thinking here now of um how am I going to explain it? Oh, they're thinking of here now to going straight to playoffs,
0: right? Instead of the, like right. finishing the season, just straight playoffs.
2: Yeah,
0: exactly. Well, I mean, if it gets people playing again, I don't care how they do it.
2: <laughs> no, not especially not here. But yeah, you have the two play.
0: seasons, right? So, yeah, it's pretty different setup. Um, hmm. okay, so I guess the last question um, here was just going to be since everything got suspended, the landscapes changed of soccer. We've we just talked about that, um, but. Are your goals the same, or are you uh, are they increased now that you haven't been on the soccer field? Like, what are you what are you looking at doing? What are your main goals when you get back to to playing?
2: Um, you know, keep starting, keep playing, you know, as much as I can. Um, and maybe, you know, I want to make the national team, man. I really do. I want to go do the senior national team. I feel like the U twenty three Olympic team. I you know, I I would love to, to, I, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, I give myself a chance anyway, right? but to go, maybe, maybe when, when all the players from Europe come, maybe I'll probably be bench player. And, and I accept it when, you know, when other players are doing better, I'm that type of player that always accepts, you know, who's a lot better. And not, I'm not going to say who's a lot better, but who's doing better and right. who's, right. who's in a better situation. And I, and I, and I'm happy for them because at the end of the day, that's what builds, a big, I mean that's what that what's that that's what kind of like opens doors for other American players in the U.S. You know, so uh, my goal is just national team, man. I want to make the national team. I want to be you know make my cap tie for for the national team, and and you know I I have had it clear ever since I've gone here.
0: Well, <laughs> before the coronavirus happened, it seems like that the you were on a good track towards that goal. Um, It was exciting to see you at Pumas, I have to say. I think the fans were excited because I spent a lot of time on Twitter and seeing you cut in from that left side was pretty exciting for all of us. (laughs) And I hope hope we get to see that before too long. But
2: uh, yeah, I think there's gonna be a little uh, some changes, you know, coming into you know the new. I mean, whenever play resumes, yeah, yeah. there's gonna be changes with my style of play, and maybe it's gonna be kind of different for you guys to watch. So awesome we'll see
0: well that's all I had for you but um, I mean we touched on a lot so I don't know if there's anything that you you know you had on your mind that you want to talk about that we didn't but
2: no obviously I appreciate you know you giving me a call and making this happen I, I appreciate all American fans that support me here in, in Mexico and, and you know and you know continue to believe in me <laughs> I think that uh, it's very tough when when uh, you know I feel like social media plays such a big Big, big, uh, like an impact for a player, especially when they're younger. But you know, young younger players tend to look at all that social media stuff and who's posting about you and who's, you know, <laughs> right. this and that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, it's kind of like a mental aspect too for you these young players. But you know, at the end of the day, I appreciate you know all the the good comments and and the good stuff that you guys post about me and and you um, know try to keep continue to keep working, you know, my butt off. So, you, so there's more to talk about and for, there's more, um, happiness in, in Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, yeah. whatever it is. So.
0: Okay. Well, I, I mean, appreciate it, man. yeah, no, that's good to hear. I appreciate you being so eager and doing this interview with us too. So, uh, we'll probably turn it around here to hopefully have it up this, sometime this week, later this week.
2: Okay. Awesome. You let me know. Is that, is that when you're going to release it?
0: Yeah, probably, probably.
2: Okay, cool. So, yep. Awesome, man.
0: Yeah, not a problem. I appreciate you taking the time, and uh, best of luck, and stay safe.
2: Awesome. You too, man. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yep. Have
0: a good one. Bye.